Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Ajina Mashira. I am so incredibly excited about this week's episode because I have just a dynamic guest. Many of you have probably seen him not only on social media, but on PBS uh, specials and the whole nine yards because he's a popular man in Chicago. I have the distinct honor and privilege of having Mr. Shaka Rawls as today's guest. He is the uh, principal of Leo Catholic High School, which is located on Chicago South Side in the Auburn Gresham community. Welcome to Light It Up, Shaka. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. Uh, we actually saw each other uh, last week. You, I guess I'll tell the folks now, you get awards after awards and so many accolades. Uh, you received the second annual Community Builders Award. Uh, so it was great to be able to see you there. Uh, shameless plug, my brother got the award too. Bye. So <laughs> two men that I respect greatly. Um, but before we kind of dive into uh, uh, the questions that I have, I just want to be able to give the audience a brief background, your, your background. Now, you are the first African-American alumnus to serve as principal of Leo High School. The school is now in its 98th year, and the demographics of Leo is 100% students of color, black and brown. Maybe. 97. 97%. Yes, we have, we have 3% Latinx as well. So. Okay, awesome. So let's just kind of dive right into it. Uh, Leo was established in 1926. And obviously during that time, the Auburn-Gresham area was not consistent of people of, that look like you and I. So if we could just talk about the the history um, briefly of Leo and the changing demographics and even your experience as now being the principal of Leo, having graduated uh, from Leo High School would be a great place to start. Okay, great. So um, I came to Leo on the heels of my older brother who also attended, obviously, um, and uh, I've been following him pretty much my whole life. Um, so when I got to Leo in 1989, he was exiting while I was entering, and uh, Leo was probably 20% white, 80% African-American. There's probably a Latinx population in there that, that was mixed in. Um, and from, I mean, essentially, there are two kind of key milestones, and, and it, Leo has always served Chicago's working class citizens, and, and Chicago's kind of working poor, if you will. 
Um, that's been our mission. And so one of the things that we say now is that although the people change, the mission doesn't change. So if you see a lot of the recognition that Leo gets, the, my, my name is on those awards, but those awards are for the work that the boys do, that my students and staff do. So those, it's not really, it says Shaka, but it's really Leo High School community. Um, but the, we've always been in service. I always say that we're on mission. And that's been, you know, pretty consistent through Leo's history. The the two pretty, the I would say the pivotal points in Leo's history, I mean, there's several different pulsations, obviously World War II with the baby boom and our school grew to some of its largest classes would be one, but then the, the assassination of Martin Luther King, right? And that really, the eradication of redlining on the South side, right? Which meant that, you know, blacks were moving into different spaces. Um, and then whites were subsequently fearful of, of them moving into those spaces. So with the assassination of King, there was this, 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 rapid movement, this white flight, right? We, you know about this, right? And so white flight really took hold and Leo is a great, you know, case study for white flight, right? So within a matter of 15 years, the school went from predominantly all white to pretty much, pretty much all black, right? It's about 60% all black. Um, so in the 80s, the school was really struggling with its identity, still doing well, still had a, a significant white population, but there are still a lot of racial tensions, right? There was you know, Market Park was not too far away. There was Beverly was growing, Mount Greenwood. These communities that are just neighboring us, that are surrounding us, that are just to the west of us, um, had still had a lot of racial tension. So Leo was kind of like ground zero. It was like, all right, once once you move to Leo, all right, they're, they're coming, right? And so the, the, the boundary for Black, white, you know, Chicago's a racialized city, right? There's super segregated. The boundary used to be Halsted, and then it moved to Ashland, then it moved to Damon. And then it moved to Western, which kind of remains today-ish, right? And so there's a Latinx population that's encroaching from the South. But um, though that's kind of the, the, the trajectory of kind of the movement here. And Leo is just kind of a, a illustration of that movement. So in the 80s, we were really struggling with our identities. In our 90s, we really were kind of trying to understand what being an all-African-American institution, you know, a school that 15 years prior was predominantly white, right? Um, and so I think that we really struggled to get our foothold. Um, and we really struggled through the early 2000s. There were some amazing people in this building that kept the school going. Um, and, and in 2016 was when I came in from Chicago Public Schools. I worked in the charter system as well in the Chicago Public Schools. And then we kind of really, I, I just thought that we missed the boat in embrace, embracing our African-American heritage. And so I, like I was explaining earlier that I say that we are unapologetically black, right? We have Latinx population and I never forget them, um, but we are unapologetically black. So now, if we change the narrative and the, and the vision of the school to say this is the clientele in which we serve our, the urban graduate community, no matter what it looks like. Um, and then I think that, that gave us more traction to, to be more successful. And I, I think that's what people recognize. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm just listening to you. I, I was looking at some of the um, data that you sent over where since your tenure, uh, Leo has seen a 65% increase in enrollment over the last five years or so, or more, right? And then a 21% uh, improvement in test scores. But more importantly, you all have achieved as an institution a 100% graduation rate. Now, with we we all know you touched upon the fact that you used to work for Chicago Public Schools. I work for Chicago Public Schools. What is what makes Leo different? Um, to whereas your school has been able to ensure that there's a 100% graduation rate, and we're talking about Black and Latino ex males, right? And and we know when we look at what happens with our male 
population starting in third grade where there is that uh, school to prison pipeline. What is it that makes Leo so special in uh, your efforts to ensure that that your students graduate? So one of the things that, I mean, I, I get a ton of flack about us being a Catholic school, right? There, there's like 40 Black Catholics in Chicago, right? And so we're like, we're a Catholic school. Most of our students aren't Catholic. I am Catholic. I get a ton of flack. But what that does is allow us to center religion, right? To center the theology, to center the understanding of God, faith-based, you know, things that you, you can't normally center as the core and, you know, value in your school. When we walk into this building, the one thing that we agree upon is that we all love each other, right? We might not like each other all the time, but we love each other. So everything that we do is we assume positive intentions. We embrace our young folks, right? We show them what what love. Right? A young black man could tell a young African, "I love you. I want you. I want you to be successful." When you censor that, and a, and, a, and I'm not trying to make a play for more money, but at the end of the day, this is a vocation. It's not a job. They don't pay me what my. I mean, I, a recent offer this week was double my current salary, right? So I I got to do this because I love to do it. Not because this is how I make a living, right? And then, I mean, I pay my bills off this, but barely, right? And so people that are in this building are doing it because they love the work that we do. That's censored in there. They love the boys. They love the work. When you censor that around an institution, everything else clicks differently, right? Mm -hmm. The way I admonish the boys, the way they get mad at me, right? The you know the way you know the way we cheer for them at games, the passion that we we have when they test scores are off the chain or the honor roll assemblies off the chain. It's like when we celebrate Black Boy Joy. We celebrate and celebrate Black Boy Joy, right? So that's when that's different than a public school, right? If I was making CPS money, I'm, that might be a job. I want to turn it off at three, but my phone rings at nine p.m., right? And so it reads from six to nine, and you know, and it probably is not I always say that we trade in the most expensive commerce that I have, and, and that's love, that's care, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm extremely happy in this building, it, it, it's exuberation, right? I'm extremely happy, but when it hurts, it hurts, right? That's an expensive commerce, right? Your feelings. Are the currency here so when you censor that in the institution it really changes it permeates through what we do it permeates to how we talk to each other um, and i just think that it produces the production is just so much higher i don't know if if it's replicable right i'm not in a district with with 300 students i'm not i'm not dealing with you know six-figure teachers i'm not i'm not dealing are right, these people are here because they want to be here to do this work I'm not saying that public school teachers do it it's not a dichotomous relationship and saying that that's one iteration of schooling, this is just another one, right? I, I think about us as like a one-room schoolhouse. It's a small spot. And there are students who need a bigger, they, they want to go and play in a bigger pond, go, right? They want to go and do particular things. If you want an aviation program, we don't have that. I can connect you, but we don't have that here, right? And so there are certain things that we do. I always tell my, my, my uh, president gets mad when I say this. I'm like, we're a boutique school, right? You know, we're not, you're not buying off the rack. This is not Target. This is not Walmart, right? That, that's something else. This is a boutique, particularly structured for a particular kid. Not, now, don't get me wrong. All kids don't fit in this environment. It's not good for all students, right? I can't say if you come here, you just don't graduate. You got to come in and buy into our program. You got to love us the same way we love on you, right? And so if you come in and you embrace that, then you can be successful. And if you don't, you won't. That's real talk. Hey, I hear you. And and <laughs> one thing that you said too, that you connect your students to resources. And I know you are just this, the biggest cheerleader and champion for your boys, because even with the connection with the University of Illinois, Chicago, uh, shameless plug, because you are a doctoral candidate there. I'm going to put your business all out in the streets. <laughs> and of course, we have the relationship where you have the neighborhood centers. It's right there next door. We've come out to uh, Leo 
and um, shared information with your young men there. I had the privilege last year to come in and talk to them about choosing education as a profession because we certainly need Black men in in our schools. What do you think uh, it, it does for your young men to have you as their leader, having been an alum of, or be, uh, as an alum of Leo, uh, do you think that that has any type of impact on your relationship um, and, and how your young men in that building choose to approach their education as a student of Leo? Yeah, so I think that the first thing is that I really don't consider myself to be the leader of this school, right? I, I, I get all the trouble, I get all the smoke for everything that happens in this building, but I, I really don't. I think for as much as I consider, I mean, people I, people outside this building consider me the leader of the school, probably some of the staff, whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm actually in service to these kids, right? I'm in service to these boys. They actually tell me what they want. I got to go out and, they, I'm, and I'm like, what y'all need me to do? Go out there and hustle, like fix COVID. Whatever y'all need me to do, that's what I do. So I actually work for the boys. Um, and so I think that they see that. I'm embedded with, some days I don't want to be here. I love the school. I love the environment, but I don't want to go to work every day. That's just not my, that's not my ministry, right? I think that and the boys see that. And every day, they, you know, they'll tell me, pick your head up. You know, let's go. We got this. I'm like, that's we're embedded in this work together. We're shoulder to shoulder, right? And so if they need me to stand in front and take a bullet, I, I ain't no problem doing that. But at the end of the day, I'm working with y'all. I'm struggling with the same social issues, microaggression, racism that they're struggling with. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. And so we're going to have those conversations. When we walk outside of this building, it's us versus everybody, right? So... So in here, we we on each other's team. So I'm on their squad. I'm their biggest cheerleader. I'm their biggest fan. But shoot, they're, they're my biggest fan. They're my biggest critic. I'm their biggest critic, right? So we're embedded in this work together. And I hope that, for lack of a better, like, phrasing, and again, my, you know, my, my advisor would probably hate me for using I'm trying to make teaching sexy, right? Like, so it's like the profession, the way it's, it's demonized in public discourse, and you go on internet, people make fun of teachers and paying and making fun of kids' names. I'm trying, nah, this, this stuff is fun, man. Watching these boys excel athletically, academically, emotionally, that's fun, right? And so you got to be into that. It's not for everybody. And I always tell them, go out, go make a million dollars, go make your money, go make your money, and then come back home. I got a spot for you. You know what I'm saying? I, and that's why I was great working at Chicago Public Schools. I think I was very handsomely compensated, right? Um, but then I took a vow of poverty to come back here and do this work. But at the end of the day, um, you know, something else fuels me at this point in my life, right? So my money's probably working harder than I am, right? So I can do this, right? And I want them to think about it the same way. Go to law school. Go make you some money. Come back and teach a civics class here. Come back and teach a law class here. You know, you don't have to, this doesn't have to be a mission, but I don't want you to shy away from this. This isn't female work or emotional work isn't, isn't and, you know, it's not, we're not using that misogynistic kind of vocabulary here. Like, come back here and pour into these young men. Because right. it, like I'm like I just made 49 last week, and at the end of the day, like my best years, right? I'm, they might be behind me, right? Just look at like, I, and I, so I want them to know, like it's a quick trip to 49. It's a quick trip to 50. So you got 30 years or 35 years from right now, this very moment, to make everything that you want happen. And so I want them to kind of think about the sense of urgency and the sense of responsibility that we have to our people, our community. Um, if if I can make one more principle, Leo, I'm straight. I'm good. That's all I need. One more. One more. Okay. I got you. <laughs> now, as far as uh, the the area and the communities that your students come from, they're from all over, I would imagine. I know you've got some South Suburban folks because I've got friends who have uh, sons there. 
how does that work out in terms of, you know, them getting there? Because you've got folks who go to neighborhood schools and can't get to school on time, you know, attendance is lacking. And even when we had the um, the weather a few weeks ago, you all remained open. Your doors were open. You didn't, you know, you didn't close the doors. But talk about like the demographics in terms of where your students come from and how you're able to maintain even the attendance. Yeah, so um, our kids, our students come from all over. We got kids from the west side from to the far south side, right? We had last year we had a student that came from Crete every day. So the idea of creating a space, a safe space for young black and brown boys that is absent your 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 own socioeconomic issue is what we do here, right? So it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter what you have. You walk in this building, you're a Leo Lion, period. And that's, I think, what schools should do is just try to make sure that we focus on the individual and how that individual is a part of a, a community at writ large, right? And so just like I'm a part of this community as well, right? Good or bad. So we all play a role. And this is the the, the core tenets of social justice is that we all are responsible for us. Um, and so although we have students coming from all over, um, I think that when they get in this building, regardless, we got students who have, you know, foster care, you know, you know, substance abuse, Poverty, extreme poverty, homelessness, we got all the things in one space um, and we make it work. It's a logistical nightmare. It's difficult and it's impossible. But one of the things that we always say here is that we can do hard things. Right. And so I want us to be able to say, hey, I know it's hard. Yeah, definitely hard to traverse the city in, during inclement weather. That's hard. I got you. Though. I can do hard things. Um, so we don't always tell my parents when I'm, when I'm freshman parents. Life is really about struggle, right? Like anybody could win all the time. Anybody could have the silver spoon and always get what the real test of a man or a woman or individual is how you deal with adversity. How do you deal with hard things? What happens when it's cold? You know, you've got to get up another 20 minutes earlier. You got to go to bed 20 minutes earlier, right? You got to let the car warm up a little bit more. You got to go brush the snarl. You can do hard things. And so, and like I said, the, the other principals, I'm, I'm good friends with some of the other Catholic school principals and we talk and they always give me a hard time. We know. We know Raw's not closing. We know Leo not closing. No, nope, we're not closing. Because as soon as we close, we take the choice out of a family who has to send their school, their kids to school. We take that choice away from that. Mm -hmm. Now, I said this to my parents. I said, if you choose to keep your kid at home, your child at home, I respect that. But you also respect the fact that if you don't have a choice, then I'm going to be open for you. And so that's, that's, that's what loving your community means. It means although it was cold as heck in Chicago, we don't have our doors open. Because some kids needed a warm meal. Some kids needed a loving place to go. Some kids needed their social structure. And we saw what COVID did to kids being alone at the crib, right? And so we don't need to do that to them. So if I have the opportunity to be, yeah, the boiler's going to be on it. I'm going to run the heat bill up. But I, got, I can do that. Um, but what I can't do is provide love and support to a kid who's not in my building. They got to come here to get this, right? And then if also look at the look at the testing scores of black and brown kids, right? If we were on par with our white counterparts, then maybe we could take a day off or chill. But we don't have the luxury, right, to take a day off of not, of not learning. And so I want us to start to think that way. It's like like we don't have the same luxury that other people have. We we digging out of a hole. I always we we are digging out of a hole. So I I I fight like it's the fourth quarter. I'm down seven, it's a minute on the clock. That's the way I, I grind the school. And I want the boys to be the same way, right? We, we were joking yesterday, uh, Ramonski Love is gonna visit us from, uh, from, from the radio. I'm really excited for him. And that was like the, kind of a last minute push. And I asked my man, I said, just call him. All we can do, I said, listen, man, it's the ninth inning. You got the bat in your hands, two strikes. What you gonna do, right? And he gonna show up this afternoon. I said, that's what I'm saying. You hit the home run. We gotta be ready to have that pressure on us consistently to be able to perform whenever the pressure's on. So. When it's cold or whenever adversity strikes us, that's where we go to work.
I gotcha. And speaking of, now this week is Catholic Schools Week. So you all have had a lot of things, activities going on um, this week. Uh, you mentioned uh, Ramonski Love coming out uh, today. What else do you, you always got something going on, but what else do you have going on? And I also want to talk about the um, the choir because those young men can sing. And I saw that they just performed, at, was it at Oakton? Community. community college yeah so yep. what do you have going on with, with um so this is one of the, the beauties of being a you know a predominantly you know all black catholic school during black history month you know i'm like i always tell myself we black history black history over here so uh next monday we are celebrating the arts um with two muralists and a, a and a singer coming in to join us we're excited about that um, the week after that, we're celebrating African-Americans in aviation with um, the life of, of Zai is coming in to talk about he's a teenage pilot, a young pilot. I'm going to talk about him getting his pilot's license as well as OBAP, um, the Organization of Professional Black Pilots. Um, so we're excited. We also have entrepreneurs. We have businessmen, civic leaders. My man, John Bodie from Shy Gears Back is going to pull up. Jesse White is going to pull up. Um, obviously, we have Ramon Ski Love. We're celebrating Black Mother and Son Love. We have our Mother and Son Dance this month. I mean... This is like, I'm like, I don't care what y'all teaching in these classes. We about the black history over here. Let's talk about not only looking at, I mean, I can do Mountain, uh, Markham and, and I'm not, excuse me, Malcolm and Martin and, 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 and Harriet, um, all that all day. But what I can also do is show them what Jesse White looks like, right? What Mary Flowers looks like, right? Like some of our local heroes. Let's talk about Harold Washington, who doesn't nearly get the shine in the shot like he's supposed to. So we got a lot of work to do. Let's talk about um, Bobby Rush, who looked out for us. You know, he's been a, a, a strong supporter of not only Leo High School, but of Shaka Rollins in particular. So um, my community outreach coordinator, uh, Ms. Horton, really put together some amazing events this month. Um, and we still, we got sure, we actually, our choir's performing, you asked about the choir's performance. Our choir's gonna leave out in about 15 minutes to go down to, the Union League Club, uh, Dilla from uh, Sherm Dilla Thomas from uh, yeah from um, Dilla is um, is going to drive us down. The choir is going to perform. He's going to give his speech to the uh, First Fridays Club of Chicago, and he's going to bring us back to the crib. So it's not even just about what we're doing at Leo High School. It's like with whom are we doing it, right? Like let's pull a team together to show these young kings what we can do. I forgot to mention we got um, the Fire Brigade is coming here to, to encourage young men to go into the fire. Um, and the firehouse and, and uh so i'm excited about that as well um it's, uh, terry was honored as well um was honored at the event that me and your brother were honored at so it's just it's not even again what we're doing at leo it's again it's with, with whom we're doing it how many people can we pull together to, to to do this work that's what i'm excited about it's like how can we not only celebrate black excellence but like be black excellence like let's, let's show you what it looks like this is me calling you saying you know i need to do this or you saying you know the, the choir has five more performances this month right and we got an invitation recently um from some people close to me to perform at another event <laughs> exactly so uh it's just like it, and if you work in this building you say man y'all just keep it going but no we, we're gonna keep doing it this is what black excellence looks like and so i hopefully in, in 10 years these young kings are sitting at their buildings or their schools or in their classrooms or at their, their good job saying, I want to get back to Rio. I want to point to some young black or brown kids. So it's just showing them what the real grind looks like. This is it. Well, I want to tell you, I know you've got a busy schedule. I appreciate you taking the time, but I just want to tell you, I absolutely love your energy. As I told you, I follow you on social media. Um, just love it. Cause I can see the day in life of Shaka Rawls and those young men 
um, at Leo. And I just absolutely love it. There was um, one post that you made, I think where a student was trying to negotiate something with you. I forgot exactly what it was, but just the fact that you make space for mm -hmm. them to feel comfortable enough to voice their opinion, challenge you in a respectful way, because that's teaching them how to deal with people as they go out into this world. So Leo is lucky to have you there. Um, I know you don't want to say you're the leader, but you know, I'm grateful that someone who is as passionate about these young men in education as you are, you know, is there. So thank you for the work that you do. Tell us, how can we support uh, Leo High School? Great. You can go to leohighschool.org. Um, that's our webpage. There's a donate button in the upper left-hand uh, corner. If you want to sponsor a student, a student activity, if you want to invite us out to your gig for a small classroom trip, like let's partner. You don't have to just give me money, which we will appreciate. I need that chop. Right? I will take the money. But also if there's experiences that you know are unique, right? You giving us access to the University of Illinois at Chicago or, you know, um, your brother giving us access to the radio, so your longstanding radio, so your family radio. I know your other brother runs the radio station. Um, and so it's just like, if you can connect us to an industry that we may not have exposure to, what we believe is creating opportunities for our students and right, and what they don't see, they, they can't really conceive. So let them go out and have as, as many experiences as possible. And that can hopefully open up their imagination or broaden their horizons. And it, just like I'm excited about bringing them down to this event in an hour, they're going to the Union League Club, right? This is, you know, this is high society, right? This is yeah. it's tea time, right? This is, you know, and so having these young brothers from the south side of Chicago, from the west side, pull up and do their thing, right? During Black History Month, that's what I'm talking about. That's That to me is Black excellence. And it's not even, it's teaching them how we can occupy this space. We we have a voice here. These people know me, that you know, all the things. And so I want them to understand that um, even in these spaces, we have a voice, right? And so I think that if you have an opportunity for us to come to your job and and and, and I don't want to just perform all the time, but maybe do a cultural exchange or talk about what we experience or talk about what your what your people at your, at your job experience, whether it's white or black, uh, reach out to me. W, I mean, um, uh, on social media, it's uh, the real Mr. Rawls um, on Instagram and Shaka Rawls on Facebook. On Twitter is Rawls06. Um, just reach out to me. You can always just go to the website. Or to be honest, you can Google me. I'm 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 Googleable. That's right. <laughs> you can Google me, <laughs> but get at me. I'm definitely always well willing to uh, you know collaborate with folks. Love it, absolutely love it. So I'm gonna ask you this because I gotta make sure I put you on record. Now, will you come back as a guest on Light It Up podcast? Because there are plenty of other things that we could talk about too. So I'm putting you on the spot. It would be my pleasure. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Shaka Rawls. Uh, continue to do the great work that you're doing. I'm proud of you. Happy for um, all of the success that you've achieved as well as, uh, well, on behalf of Leo High School. That's right. Uh, and for those of you who have tuned in, thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode of Light It Up. Don't forget, go check out Leo High School online. Find ways to support uh, the efforts of the entire faculty and staff of Leo High School. Um, they're doing great things on the south side of Chicago with our young Black men and our Latinx uh, men. So make sure you support. Um, thank you for tuning in for this week and look forward to seeing you back here next week for another exciting episode of Light It Up.
So until next time, remember to continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond. Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.